What's the most upsetting type of sock to see someone take their shoes off to reveal when you don't want them to take their shoes off? Uh, Brunch! Hit it, boys! Can Trump complain about Greta Van Fleet going on tour with Metallica so that gets canceled? What gets canceled? Greta Van Fleet? Did you see that? No. Breaking news today. uh, Metallica is adding Greta Van Fleet to its current tour. Fortunately, it's not going to be anywhere near us. So we're we're outside the blast radius. But it's going to be in uh, South America. And that is like a critical apex of bad music shit happening yeah i have uh i've completely like avoided metallica for my entire life i i've probably heard songs but i've completely like kept them out of my peripherals just because all anybody who listens to metallica does is talk about fucking metallica and how good master of puppets was (laughs) very true i saw somebody the other day wearing a master of puppets t-shirt that just had the track listing of master of puppets on it and it was in like a bar and he was, I think, trying to associate with people. And he was talk probably to trying to talk about Master of Puppets. He was probably like, hey, you guys, people forget about Leper Messiah, man. No, that is true. Metallica people want to talk about Metallica. And also, I'm not saying Metallica sucks. I'm sure Metallica is really good. But at this point, I just don't want anything to do with Metallica because, one, I know they suck now. Right. And, two... I'm way too late on any of that shit mm-hmm. anyways, and I don't want to be the guy who's talking about Metallica in 2019. It's overall, overall, it has worked out for you, because you don't have to endure the thing of, A, you either have to act like bad music is good, which is a huge Metallica fan move. Like, every five years now, Metallica puts out possibly the worst album that's ever been made, <laughs> and people are like, oh no, th- this is good, This is just, they're just getting back to their roots, and it's like, no, they're 60 years old, and they're sloppy as hell, and they're terrible. I did that with one of their bad albums, and then I was just like, came to admit, okay, they suck now. And then the other thing is, you become that person, where you're like, hey, a band in which I invested a lot of my life just got really, really terrible, and I wish they could have just quit. Like, Billy Joel retired... After River of Dreams, 1993, he's coming off of Stormfront, which has Down Easter Alexa, We Didn't Start the Fire, like really, really big hits. He puts out River of Dreams, which has River of Dreams, which has, uh, I don't know, that had some hits on it, had All About Soul, and then he was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm in my prime, right. but I'm getting out. Just put it into cruise control. Play play the good music that you did make when right. you were you at your a, prime. You and even if it's like a little shittier or sloppier, hmm. people are still going to see those songs. They're still going to have a good time when those songs get played. You're oh, still yeah. going to sell out places. So just fucking shift it into cruise control and uh, ride off into the sunset. Billy Joel ended up figuring out kind of the best situation. He took like 10 years off. He, made, he did the... Uh, he had the LCD sound system thing before LCD sound system did it, which was, this is my last concert. <laughs> this is it. Y'all better spend a bajillion dollars on tickets for this concert because it's the last one. And then roughly, honestly, it wasn't even 10 years later. It was like probably five years later. He was like, well, I got to do something. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm bored, man. So I think I'm going to play concerts. But maybe this is the last time. You'll better buy tickets. And now he just plays the gar- uh, Madison Square Garden like once, once a, a month, month right? And yeah. then does like a mini tour every summer and he cleans up. So good for him. Metallica should do none of that, though. They're so sloppy and they've got so bad. But the idea of a current Metallica and Greta Van Fleet concert means that you have both people who are claiming Metallica is still good and people who think that Greta Van Fleet is good. And that is just, you want to talk about a where y'all sitting? <laughs> I am sitting anywhere but that concert. Now I kind of wish they were coming here because we could go and we could just set up in like the parking lot. Totally. people. Totally. I, look, I looked up, uh, as soon as I saw it, I was like, man, if this is coming to, I assumed it would be Gillette or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, we should just go like undercover and dress what, dress the way uh, Greta Van Fleet fans might dress. Or basically just like, like dress like Greta Van Cosplaying Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Dude, any meme, <laughs> any meme that makes fun of how that stupid kid looks 
is the best. Did you see the one? I think it's is it Jared Leto? He's at like a oh, fashion yeah, yeah, show, yeah. and he sees uh, he, like the look on his face as he looks at the model is like, "Wow, this is incredible!" And then it cuts to him wearing the same clothes. Yeah, that is exactly so Greta Van Fleet watching Led Zeppelin. Um, do you care about the hunt thing? Uh, I care about the hunt, the movie. Yeah, I don't care about the controversy surrounding it. I think the controversy is super overblown. It's just a fucking movie that's almost the exact same thing as, like, The Purge. I was going to say, like, yo, if you're mad they're putting this movie out, that's been happening for years. The only difference is this time is that the the Trump people feel like they've been wronged, so they're making a big stink about it. I don't get it, though. How do they, they, they feel that they've been wronged because they're being portrayed as the bad guys? They're, they're not even being portrayed as the bad guys. They're being portrayed as the ones who are hunted. Like, the elite libs, quote-unquote, are the ones who are doing the hunting. They're the rich oh, people. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Yeah, so, like, I don't even think that's, like, really true. Like, and even if it was, like, clearly, the rich people and, like, the libs in that movie are the bad guys. Right. Because they're hunting humans. The people humans. who are hunting people and killing them. <laughs> like, you have Glenn Howerton as, quote-unquote, the lib. Like, that guy is clearly only cast to be a psychopath. That's literally all he's ever played. Yeah, that's pretty much up his alley. Yeah, so then then to your point, they're, if you're like, hey, what about The Purge? They're like, mm, never heard of it. <laughs> right. It has people from Insecure. <laughs> like they, Right. So, I don't know. It's, it's very stupid. It, it just does, it, I do have that same feeling that, uh, that, that people had when the interview was coming out. Oh, right. I was kind of worried about the interview, though. When well, they the were, like, were putting had, like, out the interview... The interview had, like, a very high potential to be racist. It had so many things. It had that, and also North Korea was like, don't you do it, or right. else. We'll like, nuke you. You know what? Country has the means to do, or else, North Korea. Right. Let's just not piss them off. Uh, I never ended up even seeing that movie, did you? I did. It wasn't that good. It was It was. Fine. It was oh, it wasn't going to be good. No, it but it was really But it also didn't, like, it didn't didn't really like provoke anything my uh, i think my prediction is going to be wrong when that all came out and uh trump and everybody cried about it i said we're all gonna have seen that movie within 10 days i saw it within 10 i saw it like in the first week that it came out on on demand no uh the hunt i'm saying oh, the hunt yeah no definitely not i i, I thought that people it would be... who people who don't go to the movies aren't going to see that movie it would no. I, I I figured it would be either Netflix or Hulu or somebody would buy it, and it because it's just that I think it's not, not Sony. Sony was uh, Sony was the interview. I'm pretty sure uh, it's a Blumhouse movie, The Hunt. It is, I believe, Universal so. Blumhouse Productions. Okay, but you Universal was uh, so Blum yeah Blumhouse made it. Universal was uh, distributing. distributing it, and they said, "Never mind, we're not doing it." I figured they would just sell it to wherever, and it would be out by now. Wait, they they so they're not they're not releasing it. You didn't know? Yeah, that's what no. the thing is. Trump cried about it, so th- so Universal pulled it, and now they're not going to release it. Well, I saw that I saw that Trump cried about it. I saw that everybody was crying about it. I didn't know that it got pulled from being released. That's so fucking stupid. So Yo, I wonder. So you, so you, now you I, faked your way through this conversation pretty well. Well, I, I knew the original source of the controversy. Now I'm interested to see like if it actually does kind of like go into that territory. Yeah, that's why, what I'm saying. Why I'm, wouldn't you release it? I figured that as soon as that was all sh- that she was hitting the fan there, and Universal pulled it, somebody would immediately, even if it's some, even if like Viacom is like, we're gonna release it on our streaming service because everybody has a streaming service these days. I don't. Uh, I don't know. If Viacom has a streaming service. That is a new thing, though. Uh, shows being pulled, so they can go up for only uh, only streaming. That that place's streaming service. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm hoping that that movie gets interested. Uh, I mean, released because I'm interested in seeing it. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was a big week for uh, where y'all sitting. It was very well received. Everybody, everybody seemed equally curious as to where people are sitting, and. I'll tell you, it's still on my mind. I've been thinking nonstop about where people are sitting. Had some sleepless nights thinking somewhere out there, somebody's sitting, and I've got no clue where it could possibly be. And uh, thanks to the listeners who've kept us updated on where you happen to be sitting at any given time. Uh, Please keep us posted. Also, please let everybody else know. You You can tag us in it, but maybe do like a broader tweet. Just say... 
this is where I'm sitting. Tag us at the end of it so everybody can see it. All your followers know, okay, he or she is safe and sitting. Uh, we also got some pretty good uh, some like user suggestions for, for topics. They didn't understand that. I, I put out a thing saying, like, hey, send some, good some, ones. Send some in. Uh, send some hypothetical where you sittings out. And they were like, uh, at an ice cream store. I'm no, like, but okay, some of them were good. Some of them, we got a couple good yeah, ones. Yeah, we got, we got three. Uh, sitting in the aisle seat on a plane where the stewardess hits you in the ankles with the drink cart every five minutes. Or sitting on a plane next to someone who takes their shoes off and massages their feet. Where y'all sitting? It's definitely uh, getting attacked by the stewardess. Uh, I don't know. It depends, I guess, if, if does the person next to you have socks on? I can deal with it with socks on. No, Do if they you, have sticky feet? No, because then... If someone's taken off their shoes in like a non you're supposed in a you're not supposed to be taken off your shoes place it just it doesn't it, really it makes you it's like what else is this person capable of and yeah. what are they going to do next like I, mean, I wouldn't rule out sure them red flag. elbowing me every 5 minutes in addition to taking off their shoes so I'll just take I'll I'll always take the physical beatdown <laughs> over the psychological torment All right uh I I will Say that I'm not. It's definitely a red flag when somebody takes off their shoes when they're not supposed to. But I'm not necessarily bothered by it unless it stinks or unless like they have disgusting looking feet and it's distracting. I would rather deal with that with with a non disgusting foot situation than being assaulted by a stewardess every five minutes during a flight. What are what's the hey we we defended uh, foot fetishists last week. Let's dip into uh, dip our toes and feet. Into this uh, foot hypothetical, what's the most upsetting type of sock to see someone take their shoes off to reveal when you don't want them to take their shoes off? Uh, I would say, like, any white sock that has, like, a yellow, like, toe. You know how they have, like, the oh, toe yeah, yeah. coloration yep. things? Like, any, like, It's like a yoke situation. Yoke? It's like yeah, a, yeah, kind of, yeah. And so, like, anything like that, you... Why are you buying those socks in the first place? That's a red flag. Those socks are gross. Um, but I also just like any old sock. Any old sock that you can like kind of see through. Hmm. I legitimately have one pair of white socks. I like all a- my gym sh- shorts uh, socks are black. And then all my, like, what am I, Michael Jackson? I'm not wearing any <laughs> white dress socks. Mine are like the, the uh, any sort of uh, like gold toe dress sock. That has the little stripe across. Okay. That is, oh man, I've had experiences where people have like kicked off their shoes. Where I'm like, yo, you saw people come in here. They didn't kick off their shoes. Why are you <laughs> kicking off your shoes? And they're just like sitting around, and all I can see, I get distracted by the, by the bad things like that. If someone, it, like, I, all I want to do is talk to them for 45 minutes about why did you just take your shoes off? I used to be an exclusively uh, black sock person, but I've since gotten into uh, recently white uh, white calf socks. Are calf uh, or socks like, uh, uh, like or no like, show socks? No, those are ankle socks. Okay, calf no. socks are like not calf. I would say like quarter socks. No show socks are like they they come off. Uh, listeners, you're gonna really dig this. Like right around here, it's uh, <laughs> at the top of the foot. Yeah, it's like it reveals. Now I'm going to be a guy that takes off my shoe. It reveals like like all of this is yeah. shown. It barely. I don't like those. It's barely hanging on. Those things uh, fall off. By they the way, suck. They suck. When you walk and, and they like fall underneath your heel, they're the worst. The worst. It's like if you want to trade. If, hey, are you afraid that maybe for one second people will know that you're wearing socks, which you're <laughs> supposed to be doing? Cool. Wear these. They're painful and they don't work. For people with crippling anxiety that the public might think that they're wearing socks. Uh, uh, th- I like I like white socks on white shoes. That's what I I've since come around yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have uh I have some black uh like they look like running shoes but they're not. They're like they they're like black Nike's that are they they kind of look like running shoes and if you wear white socks with them, you look like an absolute freak. Because even if it's just like a teeny bit standing out, you're like a psycho. Uh, this was a good one. In jail with Paddington or on the yacht during Dancing Queen, where the butt go? Shouts out to everybody embracing where the butt go. Uh, this is so easy. What's yours? Is it really? Well, I yes. mean, like, the, the, I mean, the the yacht, the Mamma Mia yacht is is just like the, the grandest, grandest old time 
that could ever be had. So I think that that's probably the easy one. But if it has to go up against anything, I think that like in jail with Paddington is like almost just as gay a time. So like that's a real it's a real head to head. Easiest question I've ever been asked in my life. It's in jail with Paddington. Wow. If you are on the yacht during Dancing Queen and you are sitting, what a loser. Oh, that's You true. are okay. ruining everyone's yeah. time. You are turning that. That is not a gay old time. You have turned that into a bad, lame time. And everyone's like, who's this wet blanket? You're going to have a <clears throat> boat full of people talking shit about you. Because all they're thinking about is how much fun they could be having. And then Sophie is looking through <laughs> the binoculars and they're like, what is that? Like, She's like, everybody, everybody can 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 come on the island except for that one guy sitting down. No, because there's no party going on. She's like, I, I thought I heard something, but then it quietly, then it quickly stopped. And now everyone's just kind of bummed out. I guess I And we're just... all bummed out over here. <laughs> so... Reminder, mom's still dead. This is uh, this is gonna. What are we gonna do once this boat comes here? We don't want this. This people. My, these my fiance is us. still lame, sack of shit. Don't love him. He's very uh, very boring. Yeah. Does Sky, Sky even run to Sky's see her when he gets off? Down. He's like maybe. Uh, but I think I breeze past the idea of like th- that. Y- this involves sitting down. That's a that's a. It's an a oversight. terrible oversight yeah. on your part. I mean, if if these last two episodes have instilled anything into anyone's brain or should instill anything, it's that sitting <laughs> is so important to the where y'all sitting equation. Uh, where if anybody sitting, cares, by the way, uh, we are currently sitting uh, in the great outdoors. We're sitting outside where uh, this is our second out- outdoor episode. Getting some, getting some er uh, on a comfy couch in the furniture showroom that your home has become, or at a desk taking a fun and easy online test about vitamins. Where are y'all sitting? Uh, I think the comfy showroom sounds That's like the better so option easy. there because uh, the other one sounds like it's going to take way too long. A taking a test, not for me. <laughs> I'm way more of a paper guy. I would, I'll happily Same. do a paper instead. And uh, the comfy couch in a show- furniture showroom that's become your home. If you've got a furniture showroom as a home, you can recreate 500 Days of Summer scenes all two Disney. sinks. What's that? Two sinks. Two kitchens. Two, two kitchens. Uh, and you can have Bald Eagle. That's, the, that's, that's probably the most awkward part of that movie. When uh, JGL tries to be like Will Ferrell for a second. When he's like, mm, Bald Eagle. Oh, yes. Like, yeah, yeah. yikes. Maybe let's, let's get another... Let's try another take of that. And that's the moment that Summer said next. It's not, it's not happening. <laughs> uh, speaking of 500 Days of Summer, Joseph Gordon-Levitt does some iconic karaoke in that. Uh, there's a story about a 65-year-old guy who uh, went to the hospital because of too much karaoke. His lungs collapsed. He collapsed a lung doing uh, karaoke. I read the story you sent to me. You were very excited to discuss it. This guy's just an idiot. This guy stinks. He did 10 songs in a row. He's 65 years old. Off to a bad start. (laughs) He did 10 songs in a row, and he claims they had very high notes. Sure. All right. Relax. Use your falsetto. Right. Grow up. Uh, My biggest thing, though, is he did 10 songs in a row at karaoke. What kind of who karaoke likes place? that guy? Yeah, who? What kind of karaoke place is this? How are they allowing this to happen? Who? Who? There's way too much where the butt go uh, in the crowd there. Right. Somebody's got to get up and take this guy uh, off the stage. Get off your butt, everybody! Also, just mix in a water here and there, pal. Ten, ten songs in a row with karaoke is the most psychotic thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Have you ever done karaoke before? Uh, yeah, but I've I've never done. I don't even know if I've done one song in karaoke. Uh-oh. I've like gone to karaoke. I'm not a. I'm not a man. Singer. Now this is gonna get me off. Did you watch last night's Hard Knocks? Or sure did. When, dude, Hunter Renfro and the other rookies. Like they, that tells you everything you need to know about the Raiders organization. They had to get up there and they had to sing, and they did the like. Oh, it's a little awkward them singing, so I'm not really trying. <laughs> the dude, other guy that did is okay. so the much. Second guy did all right. He, you know, he did the same Buy thing. Drink. He did the same thing where he's like. <laughs> I'm not. It's. I'm not really trying. Cause how weird with that? How, oh man! What's well, stuff when you don't have music too? They didn't have music. Just fucking do it. 
Just fi- like Michael I can't Jordan. Do it off the top of my head. Michael Jordan said, "I can accept failure. Everyone fails at something. I can't accept not trying. Nothing annoys me more than when people just." Mail it in out of fear of looking like they're trying. And people do that with karaoke. People do that apparently in team meetings when they're singing a cappella. That annoys me so much. But when you say you've been to karaoke and you've uh, never gone up, I'm thinking it's because you've got that strain of negativity in your mind. Oh, yeah. I'm not a singer. You don't need to be a singer to be to do karaoke. Yeah, but I, I don't want to do it. Some of the most... Fa- that. So I that is fine. It. That I is will. fine. If I mean, you say, I, I don't do want to do it, then don't do it. If you go up, though, and you do the, like, <laughs> right, I would rather not go up than be that than, asshole. Then go up and, and, like, be like, ha I'm cool. Like, I'd just rather not do it. Right. I'd rather enjoy other people doing it and sing from the crowd. Oh, so yeah, singing in the crowd is fun at karaoke. But it brings us mainly to the ten songs in a row thing. I would say that once you're doing, once you've done two songs at karaoke you're done and you're definitely not doing them in a row right you can do i think the most i've done is like two songs by myself and then one with somebody else that's fine love doing karaoke uh with somebody else the issue is it's got to be a song with multiple parts and multiple people i don't like when like 15 girls go up and sing don't stop believing together a because don't stop believing's happening and b like if, you, if there's gonna be like if, you, if you're if five of you are gonna go up do a spice girls song do a backstreet boys song do something actually backstreet boys is a terrible example because that's got two, two. right so <laughs> only got two of them unless uh you're doing show me the meaning of being lonely someone's got to be howie and hit that uh is it howie that does the I have no place to go. Surrender my heart. And then he does like an operatic body and soul. And it's <laughs> so out of place. A, because how he's singing. And B, because all that shit I just did. Mm-hmm. Show me the meaning of being lonely. Not a bad song, though. What would you do karaoke if I made you do karaoke right now? Uh, Tiny dancer? <laughs> no, that's... I mean, maybe. Uh, any any Elton John is, is a winner. I, I'd probably do... Uh, you make my dreams by Helen Oates just to piss you off. And I bet you'd be like, "Hey, do you guys all know this song? <laughs> you ever heard of this hey, deep look, cut? <laughs> I'm kind I'm kind of I'm kind of an indie guy. <laughs> you guys want to play this this one song that no one ever hears anyway? I can't believe you played that <laughs> song. Like whenever I play a song like that on karaoke, it's to be annoying. It's to be like, "Hey, you probably saw, hey, there's a jukebox. I don't have to hear the same shit that I would hear anyway. Guess again. Well, here it is. <laughs> I don't know where you go that this song plays all the time, but I don't hear that song out in the wild all that much. Really? Yeah. That is, so. I don't want to assign a number to it, but that is that is a very, very, very common song. We got some movies that we want to tackle in this episode, right? Well, this isn't, about, this isn't about time episode. This isn't about time episode? Yeah. Oh, that's of, true. The cast of About Time been working of late. Margot Robbie was in Once Upon a Time Damn, in Hollywood. She was in that movie. Very problematic. <laughs> um, Donald Gleason was in a movie that was made called The Kitchen. And Vanessa Kirby, who I'm not, I've we've never been the let's talk about hot girls guy. I don't know guy. who that is. But Vanessa Kirby, for me, is like a babe's babe. I don't know who that is. The babe to end all babes. She plays Joanna in About Time, and she's the uh, main girl in Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. She's uh, oh, yeah. she's Rachel McAdams' uh, friend. Who was on crack? In About Time. Did not know that. Joanna. She throws the party where they're serving... Uh, Hot dogs as appetizers, <laughs> and then she says, "Don't eat them; they're not cooked." Which the idea that, that she somehow found hot dogs that aren't cooked, like you, where do you even go to find hot dogs that haven't been cooked? All it's hot dogs are already no; they're already cooked. I, are, yeah, I yes. guess you just you just like boil them or, or grill them, or right? Right. It's just to like to like make them a little bigger or to make them hotter. But all of them they, they say all say cooked, they all say I'm pretty sure they all say on the packaging like pre cooked. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Know. It's not like a sausage where there's like sausages. You got to do stuff too. 
but hot dogs you can just I'm pretty like you sure you're wrong here. Let me see. I'm going to google it right now. Are hot cuz I don't think you can just like throw throw a a hot dog in the microwave and be good. Oh, sure you can. Really? I haven't done it before. Hot dogs are pre-cooked. Uh yeah. so it's okay to eat them raw. Oh, no, this is a fact or fiction thing. It's a myth. Hot dogs are (laughs) pre-cooked, so it's okay to eat them raw. Uh, Actually, it's important to always reheat. You have to reheat them, but they're cooked. Um, So I don't understand. I I guess it's probably like a bacteria thing. I think it's a real, uh, I don't think anybody knows kind of deal. Well, there's no way you can get to the bottom of it. I'm not going to click that link. (laughs) Uh, Before we take a trip to movie land, we should take a trip to a showroom with away suitcases. Because Uh. away suitcases... Uh, are a great sponsor of this show. I have an away suitcase. I absolutely love it. It's the best suitcase that I've ever owned. That is no smoke. I absolutely, absolutely love it. Uh, and no smoke comes from these suitcases, unlike other ones. Oh, you know it. Uh, and away uses high quality materials while offering a much lower price compared to other brands by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. Choose from a bunch of a bunch of colors. Uh, say nine and four sizes called the carry-on the bigger carry-on the medium and the large uh for extended stays you know because sometimes you gotta you gotta get away for a long period of time you gotta be on the lamb if you're gonna be on the lamb you want that large suitcase the key design features include uh premium german polycarbonate which is unrivaled in strength and impact resistance and it's very lightweight it is super lightweight it's one of my favorite things about the away suitcase Easy to roll around. Got those 360 degree spinner wheels. Makes it easy uh, to limit your sort of uh, like the work that you have to put into carrying your luggage around the airport. And the light comes right on. No weight. <laughs> you know it. And the doctor comes right to you. Uh, the interior features a patent pending compression system, which allows you to overpack and not feel bad about it and not uh, struggle to to overpack. Because if you're not overpacking, you're not packing correctly. And uh, it comes with TSA approved combination locks uh, in the top of the bag to prevent theft and it also comes with a removable washable laundry bag that keeps dirty clothes separate from clean ones and also uh, comes with a a portable charger for your cell phone and you can pop it right out of that bag uh, carry it around in your pocket it's a nice little portable charger everybody needs one of those and uh, if you want to try an away suitcase you can get a hundred day trial live with it vibe with it travel with it instagram it and if at any point you decide that it's not for you return it for a full refund no question asks no questions asked free shipping on any away order within the lower 48 states and carry on sizes are uh, compliant with all major u.s airlines while maximizing the amount you can pack uh and if you want $20 off a suitcase, go to awaytravel.com slash brunch. That's $20 uh, if you go to away, awaytravel.com slash brunch and use the promo code brunch during checkout. $20 off the best suitcase that you'll ever own. Go to awaytravel.com slash brunch and use promo code brunch. Uh, I found a fascinating conclusion to this cliffhanger about the hot dogs. Yes. Uh, Bologna sausages and frankfurters are fully cooked. A bologna sausage sounds gross. It's, or I'm sorry. Uh, well, that's what a hot dog is. It's a way grosser name. Yeah, it's just it's just like it's bad very gross. pork and chicken and bologna and shit just kind of stuffed it, in there. I don't want it to be called a bologna sausage. Anyway, uh, those are pre cooked. So you think okay, they're both fully cooked. It says. Parentheses though, in other cultures such as the UK. Hot dog is made with different kinds of sausage, some of which must be cooked before eating. About time takes place Ooh, in the true. UK. So, Joanna, you're not that irresponsible. And also, like, it just uh, speaks to how great of a movie uh, About Time is. Just complete factual accuracy. Very accurate. And he doesn't end up... I don't think he ends up eating the hot dog, A, because she warns him, and B, because he uh, takes uh, Rachel McAdams out for some starters, which I think are appetizers. appetizers. Those have to mean appetizers. Yeah. They say, let's go out for one starter. And then they uh, they finished some stuff that night. They, they banged on the first uh, encounter. Hmm. Right? No judging. I'm that's not right. Slut shame. They, that's I, I wasn't. Hmm. Sounded like you were. Sounded like you were. Who do you think I was slut shaming there? Both of them. I was going to say, if you, I was waiting for you to say Rachel McAdams, because then that would have made you <laughs> the sexist of all sexists. No, absolutely not. It takes two to tango, baby. And 
Yeah, everything was all good there, okay? <laughs> they ended up having kids. Relax. <laughs> it was super creepy how it all came together, but it's movies. That's going to happen. Um, anyway, yeah, that's uh, so Margot Robbie, uh, One Spot Time in Hollywood, Donald Gleason, The Kitchen, and uh, Vanessa Kirby, Hobbs and Shaw. I'll let you uh, pick. What are, we, what are we doing first, Kitchen or Hobbs and Shaw? Uh, Both made strong impressions. We want to do the stronger one first? We can do which one... I liked first. I think that we should we should start up with a with the warm up. The warm up. Well, the warm up is definitely Hobbs and Shaw because there, there's less to talk about there. I think Hobbs and Shaw. Okay, let's start with Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw is a movie that is awesome. <laughs> that movie I, ruled. I don't know anything about Fast and Furious movies. I was dumbfounded that Vin Diesel wasn't there. I knew that Paul Walker wasn't there. Oh, yep, that's I'd a pretty good guess. i been keeping up with the news, but <laughs> there was no Vin Diesel. Also, there weren't really cars. It seemed... I've only seen one Fast and the Furious movie. I was expecting a lot of street racing, vroom, 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 well, and this, is, this was nothing like that. This, this was a Fast an awesome Furious action movie. offshoot. Okay. So it's not, it's not it really... It Fast and the Furious presents. presents. Okay. Well, Fast and Furious... And guess what they presented? Hobbs and Shaw. And that's the, the crux of the movie. They should have been presenting that type of stuff instead of their own movies. And then maybe I would be going to see the second and third and fourth movies. Because the first one was just stupid. Just a bunch of guys racing. Great. Just a bunch of guys racing driving cars. cars faster than they're supposed to. Non-professionally. Getting furious sometimes. Illegally. NOS. I'll never get that stupid <laughs> term out of my mind. Uh, this one, though, this was... This was on par with Mission Impossible oh, Fallout. Oh, absolutely not. Get this the was fuck an awesome here. action Get movie. Get the fuck out of here. Awesome that action That is movie. a preposterous claim. It is not even close to Mission Impossible Fallout. I take it you didn't like it. I thought that... I th- I mean, it is what it is. I, it, it's mm, basically... Fucking awesome movie. It, it is like an, a stupid fucking action movie that goes way over the top and has possibly the most preposterous third act that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that was so cool. <laughs> That was it was great. Like it was fucking just absolutely bananas. Dude, I'm seeing parallels in real time as we have this conversation. This is Mission Impossible no, it is not. Fallout. Uh both have Vanessa Kirby. Uh both have uh crazy helicopter things in the third act. This one was even cooler than that no, last it helicopter wasn't. one. No. That it last wasn't. helicopter one was the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> this one this one was very, very stupid. This one was actually probably stupider. Absolutely stupid. But it was so stupid that it was fun. Yeah, but that's the entire point of, of, uh, Fast, and of Fast and the Furious. It's basically Grand Theft Auto. So that's why I'm okay with it. Cause I, right. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not okay with it. Like It is just an absolutely preposterous thing, and you kind of have to expect that going in. But for like a self-serious uh, action movie... Mission Impossible Fallout is almost as good as you're ever going to get. I don't know how, how how seriously Mission Impossible Fallout took itself. I think it took itself pretty seriously. I mean, Tom Cruise takes himself super seriously. That's true, but that, that, that's I think Tom like Cruise. A, Tom Cruise was like, I'm going to learn how to fly a helicopter for like four months just so I can do this final scene. Right, but I think they kind of used Tom Cruise. They were like, yo, this is a very serious movie. We need you to take this as serious <laughs> as possible because they need it like... That's part of the the joy that like this like when guy he broke his leg is, they probably had a fucking party. They were like, "Yo, this is exactly like uh, I'm trying to think uh uh what who's somebody where they're like, "Hey, fail so it will be be good." Any of the jackass guys. Right. Yeah, it's <laughs> something like that except they except the jackass they're guys joke. are thinking Okay, I gotta do it. I gotta hit, get hit or bit by as many of these things as possible, and that'll make it really cool. In Jackass, they understand I'm doing something really stupid. So basically, in Mission, uh, basically in uh, Fast and the Furious, they're like, we're gonna do these absolutely ridiculous things, but but don't worry, guys, we're not gonna make you actually do them. We'll just CGI it and and sort of like stage it. But in Mission Impossible, they're like, oh, this is a very serious movie, Tom Cruise. You're gonna have to do all this shit. I don't know what was not to love about uh about Hobbs and Shaw the best the the biggest like yo this sucks part of the movie is that Jason Statham is the worst actor in He's the history so of the world I was as I was watching uh Fast and the Furious whatever this Hobbs and Shaw is on the same day that 
Rob Gronkowski said he had an announcement about his future, and all we do is speculate what's the next thing he's going to be, blah, blah. People say, can he act? Can he be The Rock? No, you can't be The Rock, blah, blah. And the the point that someone made forever ago is he doesn't have to be The Rock. He just has to be Sylvester Stallone, which is a very easy thing to do. He can be as bad and dumb as Jason Statham was in this movie. Like, if Jason Statham can make good movies, and I thought this was a good movie, can make good movies being as stupid as he was in that movie, then Rob Gronkowski can do it too. Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, Jason, I, I never really appeal, uh, understood the appeal of Jason Statham. Like, ever. He's, he's just, it's like a dinks. Guy he's who the same thing and everything. Right, but any, anybody can do that. Right, just get them I, in I good agree. enough shape. Yeah, I, I mean, like for me, this this movie it just had so many fucking like stupid parts, and like I understand that it's supposed to be a stupid movie, but even like a lot of the humor was was lame, and the jokes didn't land. Oh yeah, there were some. Ri- it was such a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, and it was written terribly, like. I understand that that it's not going to be like this work of art or anything like that, but like at least make the jokes good. At least write the characters a little bit better than they than they wrote them. Like I I didn't feel. I think maybe the biggest issue for me was that I didn't feel like I was watching like a like a movie. I didn't feel like I was watching Hobbs and Shaw. I felt like I was watching fucking The Rock and Jason Statham just be The Rock and Jason Statham. And like, that's fair. Go head to head in the stupid fucking world. It was very, very. It was very, very stupid. And but I liked it the way. And this this doesn't do my argument any favors. But I liked it the way I liked uh, Baywatch. Like there were a lot of really dumb, corny ass jokes when he's picking his when he's trying to find his seat on the plane, and he's like, he goes F one, F two, and then he turns to Jason Statham F and you. says. F you. Also, so the dynamic between The Rock and Jason Statham is one that we've seen in so many movies. We've seen in movies, TV shows, whatever, where two people hate each other, but they get they they work well together, and they just they they just can't become friends. That's never actually happened in real life ever with anything. You know, what was a much better version of this movie was the one with Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, that was okay. I would say they're I would say they're on the same. But I my, thought that the, the bodyguards, yeah, bodyguard, what? the hitman's bodyguard, hitman's bodyguard. Yeah, yeah, I'd say they're they're both on similar levels. I'll take the Rock over the, Ryan Reynolds. The writing in in Hitman's Bodyguard was way better. The yeah. action was a little bit more over the top, but I thought the action in the Hitman's Bodyguard was pretty good too. See, what I liked about this movie is how outrageous the action was, and there's only so many ways you can show a car get away from another vehicle right. or one vehicle get away from another vehicle. And it's something that like when I went into baby driver, every time there was a chase, I was like, all right, how are you going to show me something I haven't seen before? Yeah. And then they would do it and I'd be impressed. And I feel like it's so much harder to do now because there's been a million action movies right. over the years. They had, they, they had a couple of pretty cool ones. Yeah. And, and I mean, especially in the fast and the furious franchise too, where like they have been known just to go just a one up, like the previous movie and they just get more and more ridiculous every time like i'm pretty sure in one of the previous ones there was like a, a, one of them like stops a torpedo mm. with a car or some shit like that and they i know there's one where they like drop a tank out of a fucking helicopter so or like a, a care aircraft carrier or whatever it is um so like the fact that this movie was able to do something in the final act that you're like you come away from being like wow that was fucking ridiculous how does this compare to other um fast and the furious movies i haven't seen like the past couple of them uh the last one that i saw was the one where the rock gets introduced to that universe Mm -hmm. and uh that one was was like somewhat insane but i know that it's definitely gotten like more crazy over the past few was idris elba in that he was not this is the first one that idris elba was in uh, and he plays Black Superman, and I, I think they went back to the to like his like ability well too many times in Hobbs and Shaw. Like there are only so many times that you can show me that like his eyes calculate the right. incoming projectiles and stuff, and like that's how he he's so good at fighting. Like you show me that once, and I never need to see it again. Also, uh, Idris Elba's entire crew is all about uh, like robotics and how they can. Uh, they they can do everything with with getting online and hacking into stuff and everything, and their downfall is they 
make a chip required to use any of their weapons, thus putting their weapons online, and you'll never guess how they get undone by someone else just fucking hacking into them. Yeah. There's no, like, it, it. it's like if you find a way to, like, take down the grid or whatever, and you're like, okay, now I can run everything, and you do it in a way, and you set it up in a way that makes you just as vulnerable <laughs> yeah. as the way that you got all of your power. Yeah, and it and it wasn't like it wasn't like uh you needed like it didn't scan your your DNA or take like a blood sample to make you use the weapon. It was just like you have to wear this glove. Right. It, it was, was just very it was like very basic from the beginning and also very basic in that they were just able to get hacked and then shut down all their weapons. Uh, but it did set up a very cool final scene in which there aren't weapons used. It uh, yes, uh, it did. Ins- it didn't inspire me to want to see any other Fast and the Furious movies, though, because I know now that Idris Elba isn't in the other ones. He was good in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought The Rock was awesome. It made it just made my main takeaway. And Vanessa Kirby ruled. Uh, it made my main takeaway that Fast and the Furious's thing was like, hey, I know a trick that we can do. We can just not have Vin Diesel and Paul Walker and just get better people, and the movie will probably be better. Yeah. And for that reason, I can guarantee you this movie is better than, like, Fast and the Furious 4 or 5. I don't know. I like the Fast and the Furious ones. I like the, uh, like, the, the at least those have a, uh, they have, like, a theme, and it's, like, the team, I love heist movies. Mm-hmm. This was definitely not a heist movie. Yeah, this this was, like, this was more of, like, a science fiction movie. Yeah, it was, like, let's save the world kind of movie. Which I like heist movies, man. I like I like a bunch of like characters getting together, make razzing each other, Mm -hmm. racing some cars, shooting some guns, having a grand old time, and then pulling off a heist. That's Uh, some good shit. This was the latest movie in or the latest project in what's been a tough year for likable Russian characters. They have a scientist on whom both the good and bad guys are relying. They both need this guy's help, and he kind of becomes the uh, Alexi, a la Stranger Things, also, and meets a identical fate. And also, the worst Russian accent that I've ever heard in a movie ever. Really? It was so bad. I can't remember. There have been some bad ones over the years. It was truly terrible. Do you know? Did Was he played by anyone? He was played you know? by uh, a guy uh, who plays uh in ray donovan that's what i recognized him from well you're never going to see anything worse than dennis hopper in season one of 24 when he plays victor drazen and he's supposed to be serbian and instead he is dracula (laughs) or uh who's uh was it uh was it nick nolte in the snowman Oh, Who God. was the, the old guy in the snowman who just like was terrible? I mean, I would I Nick Nolte being terrible and the snowman being terrible are all very That's believable. True. The things you're throwing my way. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like it it wasn't like a piece of garbage, Hobbs and Shaw. No, because it ruled. It was. I went in. With, I can't impress upon you enough, listeners. This rule. movie like, was a blast. It's long, but. Whatever it's it, it is essentially what I expected it to be, but like a little bit worse. Oh, really? Yeah, just because like the humor and stuff didn't didn't hit, and I expected the action to be good. That was never going to be bad. So uh, it was. It had less personality than I thought it would. Let me based see, on the trailers and stuff. Let me see how uh, Rotten Tomatoes is feeling about this. Like one. the trailers were great. The trailers made it seem like there was a ton of humor and I like, didn't a see, ton of personality. I don't think I saw a single trailer. Yeah, so I think that that set the bar a little bit higher than it actually delivered on. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes goes 66% and an audience score of 89%. I'm with the audience. I put that in the high 80s. High 80s. That was no, a I'm, really I'm, good movie. Really I'm, fun time. I'm down with the, the tomato score. I might get. I might bump it up like a little higher. I'd get maybe like a 68, 70 range. Maybe 69. Hmm. Uh, and I just think that like... That's where that's the what it is, and and if that's what it is, I think it's it's kind of fine. Like it's, it's it was never going to be some like masterpiece or whatever. It's just uh, an entertaining popcorn movie. Uh, nice. You want to take a trip south? Let's do it. Cool, because we are dropping that tomato score all the way down to twenty one percent, which is where we will find the kitchen. <laughs> Bad, sloppy movie. The first like five minutes of the movie. 
like uh, you so you missed the first 10 minutes right no i caught it okay i ended up getting there right in time for like the beginning of the movie yeah in the opening minutes of the movie i thought do you see him there hey Milzy. <laughs> we're hanging outside with emilio uh the for the opening like five to ten minutes i was like Oh, this is gonna rule because it's just the setup of a of like a gangster movie, right? And, and, it, and it cruises through like a lot of the a lot of the quote unquote setup. Like yes. it's it's like let's get right to it, and I liked that. Right, they are in business. Uh, I guess no pun intended. Pretty quickly, so and and then from there, it just so quickly becomes the most disorganized, sloppy movie. One of the most sloppy movies I've ever seen in my life, but. Uh, Basically, it is it's set in Hell's Kitchen in the 70s. Uh, three wives of gangsters are kind of left to their own devices when their husbands get busted while on a job and the mob is supposed to take care of them and they don't really give the, them the payments that they're supposed to get. So they say, okay, you know what? Well, well, why don't we get into this business? Why don't we start providing protection? Why don't we start easy enough. getting in on the racketeering, the extortion, all these things? And... Uh, they become they become gangsters. It's like your classic non-gangster becomes gangster, gets caught up in the gangster world. That is such an easy formula, and it always at least yields a pretty good movie. And this was like they found a way to mess it up with good actors too. Like Elizabeth Moss was in this. Yeah, and they Melissa did McCarthy, who does dramas well, was in this. Donald Gleason, Tiffany Haddish, who honestly, the first fifteen minutes, I was like, "We're gonna." F-, it was like seeing, "Can you ever forgive me?" Like, okay, let's let's learn whether this person, known for their comedic chops, can do a serious role. And the first fifteen minutes, I was like, "Oh, absolutely, she's got this." Who, Tiffany Haddish? Yeah, yeah. She's and, good. But then the the movie got so all over the place that by the end of it, I'm saying. Haddish wasn't good in this. No, McCarthy wasn't good in this. Nobody was. Good. None of these good but, actors but were good in this. I think it's a case of them not being able to save it because it started yes. off. Started off where like I I wasn't like oh man these they, this looks bad, and I think it just it, like you said it fell apart and it wasn't able to be saved by these these good actors and and they came off not looking great because of how bad and sloppy the script was and like. Also, you, you mentioned the fact that this is an easy formula to follow. There's a movie that came out last year that they could have easily just fucking followed, and it, it's it like it. I didn't think that Widows was great, but Widows was a much better version oh, of almost the same movie. When I tweeted that it was bad, people were t- people started tweeting to me about Widows. I don't know what they're talking. I about. I just watched Widows this week. Okay, and so like really great timing. Um, Widows was was fine. It was like, like like wives of gangsters become gangsters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so. Um, yeah, I mean, like, for me, one of, the, like, my big takeaways from this movie was that they do, if there's, like, show and tell, this movie did a lot of telling and not a lot of showing. It was just, like, like Melissa McCarthy, they just kept banging over the head that she was the smart one in the group. Mm-hmm. She didn't do anything in this movie that made her seem smart. Right. and, and then, Nothing. And then... It, Until the very, very end. They also make it into... There's so many... They try to tell the same story like 15 different ways and they're all different enough from each other that you're asking yourself what movie am I watching? Like what is this? Who is who's in charge here? Who's the one that they're all looking to? Who's like actually running this? And you never like at some point it becomes saw the, like <laughs> Donald Gleason and Elizabeth Moss become these like sick murderers suddenly that's a thing and, and then they like build a love story around it and then there's a twist that tiffany haddish has uh, been a bad guy this whole time which they've all been breaking the law together the entire movie so uh, we were kind of aware that she was a bad guy like her morals are, are not fantastic her moral compass is is slightly skewed and they're just like oh by the way she's a bad guy yeah, we know. And then they bring back like the kids because Melissa because they they set up at the beginning that Melissa McCarthy is the like the the, the family one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiffany Haddish is in a tough relationship. She's in, in the seventies. She's married to a white guy. Lives with uh, the white guy's mother. Who guess what? <laughs> You're right. Racist. Bit of a racist that one. And uh, Elizabeth Moss uh, has an abusive husband. So. 
we all kind of understand like this is this is all their backgrounds when they meet up uh this is kind of how they're going to form this team and they never really do that it just becomes it that's a good way of putting it there's a lot of telling without showing like they just become these things and there's no real climb to it we don't really like we understand their motivations but we do not understand them as characters they also don't establish any of the characters who die they there's one character there's one death um even like the main boss like the the boss the one they they kill early yeah who they take over the thing for the entire operation from like you don't know anything about that guy other than like he's just like this shallow asshole. Yes, well, like with, with the There's exception no of the first like fifteen minutes, they don't tell you anything about these people. And then when they try to do the thing at the end of like, haha, I was doing this all along. It's like, well, we would have had some clues if you showed us anything instead of just bouncing around from like elizabeth moss is killing a guy like tiffany haddish is walking with her racist mother-in-law melissa mccarthy like what was melissa mccarthy doing i've already forgotten anything that her character was doing yeah and like they didn't show any of like the they they keep telling us like they're very successful criminals it turns out that they like wow good for them they're really changing they're really changing the scene we don't see them doing any real criminal stuff other than collecting just money. Just people paying them. Yes. Just people paying them. Yeah, and so uh, I also wrote down that uh, Melissa McCarthy is supposed to be like the mom mm-hmm. in the group. This entire movie, I don't see her get a single babysitter. Oh, that's true. She's a single mother, not a single babysitter, and she's doing all this crime. So how good of a mom can she be? It is such a mess of a movie. All you have to do is they get into organized crime. They get caught up in it. They start spending too much money. They start putting themselves out there a little too much. They start to get have brushes with the law. It all comes crumbling down. One of them gets a little too selfish. Like it's so just do that. It's the movie we've seen a million times and because you'd be doing it with Melissa McCarthy right. and Tiffany Haddish and Elizabeth Moss, it would probably a, be better. We don't than see most. women in the, these roles a lot. B, we don't see Tiffany Haddish doing dramatic roles. C, these are all good actors. We would be talking about this movie for awards. Yeah. Like, you could just make... I know that Goodfellas was obviously nominated for awards, but, like, you could make a bad version of Goodfellas with this cast, and we'd be like, yo, nominated for awards. Because we haven't seen something like this. This is really, really good, and it holds your attention the entire time. Instead, all over the place. They got more scenes of Donald Gleason and Elizabeth Moss cutting people up and making love than there is of explaining how, how how did this person get in this situation how are they here sloppiest movie so and, and i i realized like i went again first five first five minutes you're like this is a cool gangster movie i'm gonna like it and you're like where the hell am i how did it get here and now there's an hour left and i don't think i don't think that you can make a uh, a good gangster movie where the the weakest part is the police like the police in this movie stunk yeah shouts out common they were like it was like kind of there dipping in and out but not really doing anything yeah then there were like four total police officers throughout the course of this movie uh in new york city that's a gangster movie though i guess there are never cops in gangster movies i guess but like you know the ones that you do put in they have to be good like good characters they have to at least like have like a little bit of depth and you have to like consider the police in a gangster movie. I would disagree cuz the, the the police in gangster movies are usually being paid or they are staying away from the gangsters because they're scared of them. Like I don't know much about the history of Hell's Kitchen but like the, the all the stuff of like we run this town. Like when 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 gangsters say we run this town, I think that comes from like gangsters running towns. Sure, but I, so I guess my point is like you have to explain like who the cops are and like what they're doing with relation to investigating these gangsters. Yeah, commons because uh, they do not explain any of like the cop situation, and it's infuriating because basically all of the murders that they commit in this movie are the most easily solvable murders of all time. Yeah, but again, though, now you now you got me defending the movie. That that always happens, though. Sure, but explain like, why they're not being like, solved. Because they're gangsters. Because they're the mob. But they're like new gangsters. 
in this in this movie in this situation like they don't just get to like show up and be like oh now we get to commit but they're still part of that they're still like affiliated with that family like they they essentially take over for that family like in the sopranos a lot of those a lot of those deaths are very very solvable a lot like they could put bodies on all those people but in the sopranos like they they kind of like establish that they're they're not being solved because this is the crime family. Well, why else wouldn't they be solved? They they're uh, for me it was just like these it's it, it's hard to you have the cops there at least like work it in that the these women are getting away with murder because they're like now gangsters. I th- I think that's a st- again, what why why else would they not be getting caught? That's the question that I was asking. <laughs> You you could have a point. I don't think you do though. I think that that in, nobody in these... ever asks questions, right? But that's what that's what happens in gangster movies. So in that way, they're at least being true to the formula. I don't know. For me, I just feel like it, 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 they, why do you it, just want to put women in jail? <laughs> why is it okay when they want, get away with it? In somebody to male ask movies. a single question when uh, an old lady winds up dead at the door of a restaurant. And oh, she just happens to be like the the mother of a uh, of like a crime boss. Yeah, that was that was like a, a pretty. That, that was one of the worst death scenes that I've ever seen in a movie. Right, and also it was that that one in particular was like in the middle of the street, and after she did it, she yelled like, "Now you're dead, you bitch! I've killed you!" And like th- that one should have had like right witnesses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that one I'll give you. Other than the, the 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 idea of though that they're like going and like offing people who are doing them wrong and stuff. That's just kind of what you get. You've probably heard us talking about hymns and how they're helping guys look their best. It's all we do. If you haven't yet, it's time to see what they're all about. Got some problems. I don't know. Like sixty six percent of men losing their hair by the age of thirty five. It being too late by the time they notice. Best way to prevent more hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some. I'm talking about hair. It's time to get a handle on those hair things of yours. I ask you, do you want a bald spot to pop up or your hairline to recede? You want to do something about it first. Why do guys turn to weird solutions or do nothing when they can turn to medicine and science? The solution is 4 a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help hair loss get treated. There's no snake oil pills, no gas station counter supplements, prescription solutions, Backed by science. Hims was created by a guy who knows some men's health conversations are easier online than in person. So you don't got to do awkward stuff in the doctor's office or get wait in pharmacy lines. For Hims connects you to real doctors online, which could save you hours. It's completely confidential and discreet. Order now. Our listeners can get started with the Hims Complete Hair Kit for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last. And subject to doctor's approval. See website for full details and safety information. This could cost you cost you hundreds. If you went to the doctor or pharmacy somewhere else, go to forhims.com slash brunch. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash brunch. Forhims.com slash brunch. Overall, overall, where does this movie land for you? Um, like, I'm not gonna say that I hated it. I thought that it was like somewhat enjoyable. It was in but it was definitely a mess. And I think that it's going to be like, it could be like one of those movies that just winds up on TV all the time in like five years. Oh man. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's disappointing because it looked so much better than it ended up being. And you waste so much talent. Like I think that if it had a, a less renowned cast and, and it didn't, really deliver on on like what it looked like i i'd give it a little bit more slack but it's really disappointing that it ended up being such a mess um so i don't know it's it's got a i think i i think like in the 20s is is pretty low but i would say like 30s or 40s it's it was sloppy enough to lose my attention it lost it was a movie uh that was very easy to have made that would have been very easy to have been made well fixable especially with the hello Amelia. not not even necessarily like just switch that not not fixable i would just say like the the concept like the elevator pitch for that movie 
which is what I, I already said. That is such an easy thing to execute because we've seen it 500 times. Emilio's now sitting <laughs> Emilio on your lap. Emilio's literally just on my lap. We've and seen that 5,000 times. So I would say do it completely different. Bad job. This movie is definitely an F in my Ooh. mind. I mean, you, you said 20s or 30s. Yeah, That's an definitely F. an F. Uh, this is it's a very disappointing movie. And again, so sloppy that it's not even like, hey, this is funny, bad, or yeah. like I, I can laugh at this. Like I, I'll be able to watch Ma again and be like, this was ridiculous. This is just like, man, yeah, how did is, you make a movie is, this bad? I guess like, I guess like, it speaks more to like how bad it is that I kind of wish that they would just throw this movie in the trash and start over. Yeah. Because if they did that, you'd get a much better product um, and a much better result. So. Yeah, it's. I still can't say that I hated it though. Like, I, there are very few movies that I hate, and I think at the end of the day, like, I didn't, I didn't regret going to see this movie. I didn't regret like spending two hours on it. It didn't really make me mad after I left the theater. I was just like, ah, that's kind of disappointing. Yeah, my my tweet after seeing it was, the kitchen is probably one of the five sloppiest movies I've ever seen. I love it. Like it. But in reality, I don't find it rewatchable. Like I'm not gonna want to see it again. I I think it's funny how bad it was made, but it's not so bad it's funny. You know, like it's not like I'm, I'm I can watch it and laugh through it. I just think of the concept of this is the movie they made, and I laugh and I move on. What a very bad movie. Fortunately, Blind by the Light is coming out this week. What's that? It's the one where the kid wants to go to a Bruce Springsteen concert or something like that. What? You haven't seen the previews for that? No. Oh, yeah, man. We got some big stuff coming out soon. I want to see Good Boys this week. Good Boys is coming out this week. Blinded by the Light is coming out this week. Uh, and then the week after that, uh, what's it called? Ready or Not? Oh, that, is that the the other Hunt movie? That's the, that's the hunting one that Trump's okay with. Okay. Uh, and then... Yeah, those are some of the biggies. We still haven't. Seen, I I found on the internet apparently there's a movie with Salma Hayek and uh, Alec oh. Baldwin called Drunk Parents. Oh yeah, uh, been meaning to get around to that for a while because that just sounds like a very ridiculous movie. I think the parents get drunk in it. That's gonna be a, uh, a Patreon review. So if you want to subscribe to our Patreon, you get access to all our bad movie reviews. Yeah, and uh, get on that because that that should be coming soon. Also uh, in the store now we uh, got some. Uh, brunch 2019 shirts a lot of you've been asking for them now you're finally getting it there's flowers on them uh the shirt contains no spoilers for the movie fortunately we haven't spoiled that movie at all yeah you won't uh, get any inclination that the old people jump off the cliff no they uh oh i did a i i, I did a steal something from reddit thing but i only did it half-assed because i credited reddit yeah but somebody saw a picture of two old people being pushed into water in wheelchairs and they it's were very like, good tweet this reminded me of midsomar i'm like damn it i wish i saw that picture by myself first so i could just <laughs> say midsomar uh 2019 anyway get those shirts do the patreon thing uh and go see blinded by the light and uh next week we'll tell you whether or not that kid went to a Bruce Springsteen concert. Oh Lord, what's God got to do with? Circumstance forever or one night stand. You can have faith, or you can be a man. While we lay around, I can tell you where I stand.